This is HPR episode 2858 entitled Vehicle Designer for a Space Game and is part of the series Haskell. It is hosted by Tuku Toroto and is about 23 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Tutorto talks about modeling vehicle designer for a space game. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. You are listening to Hackerpuffle Radio and this is Tuturpa. This episode will be about uh, designing, a ve- designing a vehicle or vehicles in my, my, in my space game that I'm writing in Haskell. So, uh, every, every space game needs tons of vehicles and I have been working on a designer for, for designing them. And this is a, just a tool where you can design all kinds of vehicles. They can be land vehicles, airships, spaceships, like literal spaceship with sails. Uh, Talos armors, these are um, sort of like a mech, much, much smaller, some sort of mechanical switch. I haven't fleshed out the details yet for that. And Icarus switch, which are flying, as the, as the name implies, flying suits. And I have been thinking if I need a blue water ships and submarines. But haven't haven't fleshed those haven't decided those yet and uh, they are, they can be added later if needed to. And uh, this ties into the episode 2818 where I talked about the research in the game. So first you need to research some technologies and that technology unlocks things that you use for the for designing the ships. Or vehicles, rather, and uh, the what you what you gain from research is different types of chassis and different types types of components, and those are the those are the pieces that you use for designing designing the vehicles. So you take a chassis and then you add for the add in the components, and the result is a blueprint that you can then use for building. Them. Uh, this episode will be more about the, how I modeled the data and maybe I do another episode later where I talk about how to, how to use that data and I try to read as little code as possible because that's a bit hard to follow, follow on a podcast. So there's a major parts. There's a, I think the, Basic basic piece is the component. So vehicles are designed using components. This can be like star, star sails, astrolite navigator, long range sensors, and so on. And each comp- each component in a blueprint 
is designed by uh, defined by two values component id and component level if you if you know these two values you will know rest of the values so the component id is just a enumeration stating these kind of components they are it, it could be a ship long range sensors or shift bridge or vehicle vehicle wheeled motive system or vehicle move vehicle hoover motive system if you are building a hovercraft and the component level is that it tells the quality of the component so when you first research something you get a prototype components and when you further research it you get more improved components and uh, i haven't written that part yet but uh, i have been sketching the idea that if you build a uh, if you design a let's say car using a prototype components and produce it then the, that that then that produced car will have some faults like it could run slower than you anticipated it will it will run and use more gas and heat up more and things like this and if it has a if it has a communication system that that communication system would be poor quality it would have uh, static in the sound and things like that and when you continue researching the components further and you build the same car then you get a much more refined refined it's the same blueprint but now you know how those now you have more improved components so now you now it runs faster and uses less gas and things like that like you have figured out how to use the technology and the component itself has a bunch of bunch of values these are all listed in the show notes it, it's easier to easier, easier to follow follow there but basically there's the component id that's the identifier for the component there's the component level telling the level of it then there's the name and description these are just just stating what what it is and so this description what it is used for weight uh obviously how how much how much it weights each each chassis has a limited amount of weight it can carry uh slot component slot uh this states where the where that component can be installed like some some vehicles have more space inside than others some some has some vehicles especially if those are for armed forces have more more slots for weapons than civilian vehicles and so on so this this states in what slot this component can be installed into there's a list of component powers this are just a sort of description of what the component actually does like it it states states if it's a star sale or if it's a supply component producing a supply or carrying supplies for you or if it's a sensor component and again the level level of the power so um if you have a some really sophisticated component it it could perform multiple multiple functions 
it will be stated here. And then there's the cost as a raw resources, and then the chassis type that tells on which kind of chassis this can be installed to. You cannot install components meant for the big, big spaceship into your small uh, car, light vehicle, and you cannot use uh, components that are meant for the uh, your Talos armor in your Icarus suit. Okay, so those those things define the components. And here I have been trying a new new thing. I have been trying to uh, have types for everything. Like, for example, component component name is normally. I mean, previously I would I would have chosen text. So any text can go here. But I here I defined a new type called component name. That is essentially text, but it has a different type. So now when I'm handling component name and component description, both are essentially text, but they're different types, I will not mix them up accidentally. The compiler will give me an error, but you mix, you mix these two things up, you need to fix that. And the, let's see. And then there's a, one important function related to the components called component requirements. This takes a, a one parameter, component ID, and has a value of maybe technology. And this tells you what technology is required to unlock this component. It's a, essentially it's just a case, I think the case, a collection of cases, like, like, um, I have a couple lines, component requirements, ship long-range sensors equals just high-sensitivity sensors. And then the next line, component requirements, ship bridge equals nothing. So I have I have to list, I have, uh, I have to handle each and every component ID in the comp component requirements function and produce for each and every, every one of those maybe technology. So in the example, Zip Bridge doesn't need any technologies. They are unlocked when you start, when you when the game starts. But long range sensors need high sensitivity sensors research research. And this is what you perform in the perform in the research section of the game. So I think that's enough for the components. Then the chassis Ah, one, one, one thing I probably should clarify. The, all components are hard-coded. They exist solely on the code. There's no way of adding new components without modifying the source code. But uh, then, next to the chassis, these are stored in the database. It's a little bit more complicated than hard-coding, but it's a, quite a bit more flexible. Again, the show notes have a detailed definition of the of the both database table and the and the actual data. But the basic idea is that there's a name, then there's the weight of the chassis, stating how much weight it can carry. There's the chassis type, 
distilled if it's a land vehicle or a spaceship technology required to unlock this one if there's one uh, and then there's a bunch of slots as a slot amount there's a armor slots inner slots outer slots sensor slots weapon slots engine slots motive slots and sales slots these these tell you how many of that given type there's a slot in available in this chassis and the inner slots are for the components that are inside of the hull outer ones are for the components that are outside of the hull like inside would be things like bridge and quarters and such outside would be a sensor for example then there's an armor slot obviously if you need to need to if you need to install armor on your ship or vehicle this, this is where it goes then the sensor slots Ah, actually, I have a sensor slot separate from the outer slots. Okay, sensor slot is for the sensors and outer slots is for things that are for outside of the hull. Maybe, maybe if you have a, some sort of crane that you can lift, use to lift things or load things that, that could go outside slot. Weapon slots for various kinds of weapons, engine slots, if you have a engine on your vehicle this is where it goes motive slots this is a more abstract like if you if you are if you have a land vehicle you can you can have wheeled motive system or you can have a tracked motive system or you can have a hover motive system maybe i come up with more and these tell how the vehicle moves does it have wheels or does it have tracks and sales slots is for the star sales this mainly or mainly only for the starships and some some uh not all chassis have all of these available some have, some have like star those sales are only for the starships for example then there are chassis might have some requirements for example the wally that uh, starship is perfectly happy with just a single star sail, but flyboat, which is another another starship, is designed to be fast and always has to have two two star sails on it. So when you are building, you have to full uh, when you are designing, you have to fulfill these requirements. Otherwise, the design isn't valid. And these these requirements further char- characterize the different kinds of chassis. Like, if you have a science ship as a chassis, you can have a, uh, it, it might be that it has a requirement that it has to have at least five slots of sensors in use because it's a science ship and it might have to requirement that it has to have a space for a laboratory. Okay. Actual designing the vehicles. Oops, I think I almost skipped one. Then there's a, these, these uh, requirements, are, they are stored in the regard component database table and they are represented as a regard component data inside of the program. Again, these are in the show notes, but 
it will have a, because it's a, a database ta table, there's a chassis ID linking the requirement into the specific chassis. There's a component type and component level and component amount. These three values state uh, which component, what level, and how many are needed to fulfill this, fulfill this requirement. For for example, uh, with some small ship, it might be enough that there's a level one bridge. It's enough that there's a, some sort of bridge, and that's that fulfills the requirement. But when you when you have a big, big, big uh, cruise liner that sails sails around the around the star system, ferrying passengers, then you have to have a level two bridge, for example. Like you you need more sophisticated bridge to handle such a big 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 ship. And again, all these values should actually, yeah, all these all these values should should have a they have they have a own own types. So the level is a instead of integer, it's presented as a component level. So that I don't accidentally mix them up. Actual designing of the vehicle. So. Based on the complete research, you get a list of chassis that are available. And from that that list of chassis, you pick one. And that defines what kind of vehicle you will be designing. Is it a land vehicle? Is it a, is it a spaceship? And what kind of spaceship it will be? Is it, is it a small spaceship or is it a, is it a huge spaceship? Is it, is it a fast or slow? Is it... Is it, is it meant for the civilian use or is it meant for the military use? Is it a research ship or is it a, is it a, uh, is it for trading? And based of that selected chassis and com completed research, you get a list of components that are available. And then you select what components to install. And you have to keep track of the maximum tonnage of the, of the, chassis that you don't exceed it and that, that there's enough slots and that so that you don't if if your ship has a space for three inner slots you don't install four inner slots and then you have to keep track of the requirements if if the ship requires two two star sails you have to have two star, two star sails and then you also need the name for your design and save that to the database. And there's your there's your brand new designed starship, whatever. Designs they are saved in the database. There's two tables. There's the actual design table that has a name, owner, and chassis. So name is the name of the design. For example, SS Enterprise. There's a only owner. That's a faction ID that links links the design to a specific faction. You cannot you cannot use designs of a different faction. You can only use the designs of your own faction. You can maybe try to gain access to a 
another faction's designs. For example, by trading or by espionage or something. Finding finding a derelict ship in a space, hauling it back and reverse engineering it. And then there's the chassis ID that defines which chassis this design uses. And this is a link to the chassis table. Uh, components that are are designed are planned for the for the design are in a planned component table. Again, there's a design ID linking to that specific design component ID stating which component component level stating what level of component has been planned for this. I'm not quite sure about this actually. If I should have, if I should store the component level at all, because this allows you to build a ship using a prototype components, even if you have a higher level components available. And I don't see why would anyone want to do that, unless it is that the components, uh, prototype components are cheaper than mass-produced ones. And I don't think that's a case. But that's something. I I'll be thinking thinking about and figuring out of what I what what it is what it is exactly that I want to do with this stuff. And then there's the uh, amount stored as a component amount, telling how many how many uh, components of this one are planned. Because when you are when when you are designing a when you are building a design, you are handling components as a yeah pretty abstract. Well, abstract maybe not not the correct word, but they are not Im- the indi- individual components are not important. You can have, for example, ten ten uh, okay, ten is bit much. You could you could have three set of three set of three sensors of set of trees, like three sensors and you can you just clump them together and treat them as a group of three sensors. But when you have a actual ship that is sailing around, then you have to deal treat those sensors individually because one of them might get damaged and start malfunctioning while two others are working fine. So here you can group them group them together, but when we are later on building a real those actual vehicles, then we have to treat components as a individuals and uh, here I again have defined amount as a component amount level as a component level like this there's a even in the database level I'm trying to use types that have been defined some some uh, defined to have a specific meaning previously I would have used amount as a index but now I'm trying to use the component amount, but uh, I will, uh, probably in the next episode, I will explain a little bit more about how how I did this and why I did this and couple things that need to be done to enable this. Okay, uh, but that pretty much wraps up this episode. So, there's a 
you do research, you gain access to the components and chassis, then you use those chassis and components to design your vehicles. And later on, you can use those designs to build build them. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, the best way to reach me is either email or from yeah, at the Fediverse, where I'm tutorial.mastodon.social. And even better is if you record your own episode and publish it at the Hacker Public Radio. Okay, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Adastra. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.